And the topic we're talking about today is, am I losing my mind? And it's not just me. Don't look at me now and don't be commenting in there nastily about, yes, she's definitely lost her mind. But, you know, in this season, I felt a bit at times like I'm losing my mind. There's just, there's so much happening. There's so many things changing. There's so much information that um, that we're having to process and think about and and it, there's confusion and concern everywhere that you go and you know we're told that depression and anxiety are skyrocketing in our in our society and you know I think that that's concerning to me and I think that my life tends to travel in the way that my thoughts travel. So if I become anxious and concerned, then my life tends to follow that. So if I want to change my life and not lose my mind, I don't want to lose my mind, um, then I have to create new ways of thinking, new pathways of thinking. I have to actually align my thinking with the way that God thinks about me and the way that God thinks about the world and the way that God thinks about my future. So I have to create new pathways of thinking if I want to see new results. So are we at the mercy of our thoughts or are we actually able to reimagine or rewire our thinking and realign our thinking with the way that God thinks about us, our life and our future? So I want to just, I don't want to take a lot of time this morning because these guys have just got so much to offer, but I do want to just seed out a couple of scriptures that I think are pertinent to this and um, and then we'll see what we've got to say because we're being a bit relaxed today, okay? So 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 to 5 says this, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world, On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That is to realign our thinking with the way Christ thinks about us and our world. And the second scripture is this. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. So we can, we can transform by the renewing of our mind. And you know, I love this, but science actually backs this up. There's this concept, I think it's a concept, called neuroplasticity. And it's the capacity for our brain cells to change in response to our behaviour. And it can help us more thoughtfully re-engage in activities that will contribute to our well-being, no matter our age. See, I love that because neuroscientists used to think that the brain stopped developing in adolescence. So isn't God very clever that he has created our brain in a way that we can, no matter what our age, we can actually rewire or renew our thinking and change the way our life is. So, Brad. Yes. I'm interested to hear what you would think on this topic. Oh, I love I love this topic. Uh, just 
just the way that it's uh, when it comes to neuroscience. Look, honestly, personally, I think the the tin's only just been started to be opened a little bit when it comes to this whole uh, this whole science and just the way that our brain's been able to actually adapt and to grow to different circumstances and situations that actually occur. We're not actually stuck. Uh, we can actually move and change, um, as what you're saying. And um, you know, it's this this whole this whole concept. It's you know they're talking about the mind, but it's it's also more about where they've been able to figure out how the mind works better. But it's, they're showing how the mind even interacts with the body and the body's interacting with the mind. So there's that physical component as well. But it's also the spiritual side as well. So they're, they're all part and parcel together. And um, I just love how they all work together as well. And, you know, we're talking about reimagining this season. And it's not just even we're talking a little bit about the mind today, but please don't forget about the physical as well. So we need to even, you know, ask yourself, re reimagine the physical. Is it a bit of exercise, what it might be, but even the spiritual. And um, I've heard, you know, even from the spiritual, there's this little thing that we do here at New Hope and, you know, it's called journaling. <laughs> and, you know, that could even be part of that reimagining as well for you personally as well in that side of things. But I just I just love how this, you know, and this, the whole um, neuroscience um, where it's just opened up is that, you know, people like uh, Dr. Carolyn Leaf, uh, she's created and developed models um, that are actually helping people. You know, people that have even had a, a level of brain damage, being able to come back and and to to regrow, to relearn how to do things differently. So it's just amazing. And personally, through my own practice, I've seen people where they've had this ability to, you know, um, they've gone through a tough situation and they've been able to grab these thoughts because normally what happens, their thoughts would they'd get this thought, and it's like a train station in your mind and the thought would get there and it just automatically hops on the on the train track that heads towards negativeville mm. um, and you know on that there's lots of stops along there like depression and anger and uh, anxiety worry all those things and people can get stuck in that but I've been able to see that people have been able to actually capture the thoughts like the scripture mm. says capture those thoughts up front and actually sort of question them and go hang on I actually need to go this way. I don't want to go that way. I want to go this way. And they've been able to actually, you know, reimagine and actually come up with a new way and create a new pathway. But I do have to caveat that with that that new pathway is not just simple. It's not like you go to the shop and you say, hmm, I'd like to have that thought there today. And you take that thought home and you plug it into your mind and upload it matrix style and bam, you know, Kung Fu. It doesn't work that way. Um, you know, so there is actually work involved with it as well. But it is possible and it's, you know, science is just really proving what we already know. Excellent. Yeah. Adam. Well, such good news, yes. um, but I just think how we're so fearfully and wonderfully made and part of God's design for us is that our brain is uh, designed to keep growing and developing, which is really good news for 50-year-olds. Um, you can't but, be 50. No, I can't be. No. Um, but my personal illustration of this was several years ago just doing some um, leadership coaching and I was given a task to, to actually take a thought pattern that went that way and recreate a new one um, about conflict and tension because one of my favourite things in life is conflict and tension. Um, but uh, so for 30 days, I, I actually it wasn't just stop thinking negative about it, it was actually starting to think positive or, or a, different, a different train track. Yeah. Um, so every day I had to focus on my one statement about conflict and tension. Uh, and in the first week, well, every day you had to reflect on it. How, how had you gone with setting up this new train track? And the first week I was a bit sceptical. 
didn't really enjoy it, um, didn't like having to write and reflect at the end of the day. But in 30 days, un unbelievably, this new train track had been created. And so it's, it, um, it, it works um, and reimagining and transforming. And now I have a whole different mindset towards conflict and tension. Still don't like it, but I can still go in there and manage it. Um, but I think, again, um, it's the work. You've got to do the work, you know, taking captive our thoughts. Um, I mean, that just implies work, doesn't it? Work well, counts, yes. And, and, and I think um, in this right now, in, in a, a bit of a crazy start to 2022, mm -hmm. um, you know, if I was you right now, I'd be going, the last thing I want to be told is to do more work. Um, but, but I think to, to maybe encourage us all that um, every time I do the work, it takes me into a healthier, positive, more peaceful place mm. because we are aligning ourselves yeah. with who God is um, and the, the work is worth it. Yeah. Um, but we've got to commit ourselves into that space. Yeah, so what kind of work? You talked about, you know, things that you did. So things like affirmations and 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 looking at the way God looks at us and and digging in there is a good way to do that work, isn't it? So how do you do the work? Because I know for me, I'm, I'm like the eternal optimist. And I've struggled in this season. I've struggled to, um, to be optimistic, yeah. to, to process all the information, to find hope in it. And I know what to do. But I've struggled. I think you hit on something there, not wanting to do that. But this is not new either. No. This is not just a product of this particular season. This no. is not a new thing. So yeah. you want to speak a bit more about that, Adam? Yeah, um, I think I think some of the proactive things that we can do is um, uh, stop, stop, um, be still. And uh, I know <clears throat> I'm not great at that. Um, life is full, um, but it's um, it's taking those moments. And and at work, I I specifically take a moment and stop and go outside whatever I need to do just to slow down mm. and, and that's part of the work is actually just to mm. stop. Um, to, I, I think one thing I'm trying to develop at the moment is, is gratitude mm. um, and, and in the middle of everything feeling a little bit out of control is to actually stop mm. and, and to recognise the things that, that um, are around you that you can be grateful mm. for and whether that's, um, I met a family recently and they uh, at the end of each day, uh, around the dinner table, they will stop and go, what's three things you're grateful yeah. for? And every family member does. And I just, what great practice. Yeah. It's so simple. Yeah. And it's easy to just go, yeah, so simple, let's skip it. Mm. But I think um, it, this, it, it's profound because it actually changes our mindset from yeah. everything's out of control, but actually what am I grateful for that is, that is actually right there in front of my nose? Yeah. So I think that's a, an easy step. Yeah, and it's it's a great technique in itself. To just the gratitude, it's it's one thing that I've seen with people is that um, because we are, you know, we're sort of conditioned in a way with media and different things like that, where everything is negative. Um, and so one of the first things that I'll actually do with people is actually say, you know, start. 
thinking of three things every day that have actually been good um, because we're so set and our brains have been wired um, in a way that we think negatively. So if we start to actually change that by just simple things, and it might even just start as simple as, you know what, I'm thankful that I've actually got a house over my, a roof over my head yeah. where I know other people don't. Um, and just starting with that gratitude and just starting to rewire yeah. um, those negative thoughts to actually go, there's actually good stuff that is actually happening. So it is actually a really good place to start. Yeah. Good point, Adam. Yeah, and, and just before this, this, the service started, you were talking about the flooding. You know, there's mm. just so much that overwhelms us at the moment. Um, and I think um, you might be able to explain flooding a little bit there. Do you want to do that? Yeah, look, uh, flooding is that point where it's just we get so overwhelmed. We've all felt it. Um, we've all been there where just things are just so overwhelming. It can be environmental. It can be our mind. Just everything is just we just feel like this heavy weight um, on our shoulders and uh, that's what they would call us flooding. And when we're flooded, we tend to uh, think irrationally. Um, Dr. Robbie Shondaregger, I think I've got his name right, he refers to it as we go into, we, we, we take more on um, and potentially we could be in a moron state of mind um, where basically, you know, we're out that irrational. We, we just can't think straight. And so I love what you said there before where we need to stop and we need to be able to be still in a way and um, when and that's what we would call self-soothing mm-hmm. and and that self-soothing is literally taking a moment for yourself just to stop do simple mindfulness activities of just stopping and breathing um, deep breathing mm-hmm. um, and even on that, I say this to kids, pretend you're sucking through a straw. That's the kind of deep breathing we want. When you suck through a straw, you've got your belly going in and out. When you're, you're a bit stressed, we do a few of these things. With the, you know, We don't want that. So we want some deep breathing um, just to self-soothe, be in the moment, be mindful of your environment, go for that walk with the physical, You know, actually look yeah. at the trees, yeah. listen to the birds chirping, be in the moment to take yourself out of that mind yeah. so that you can actually be peaceful so that you actually deflood yourself um, and you actually come back into that rational space of mind where you can actually make choices and decisions that actually lead you onto that path of better choices, better behaviours and actions. One of the things that's really worked for me in this season has been at the end of every workday, I jump in my car, I put on some great music, um, Mm. you know, generally something like Hillsong or Maverick City or whatever and just praise and worship and I go for a really nice drive along a really nice road and then I park at a park and you know what it's really helped me to do it it takes my focus off the stresses of the day it also reminds me that the world is bigger than what I see and it reminds me that you know God's really in control and and I kind of let go of all the stuff that's been troubling me and and the worries of today and the worries of tomorrow and I found that to me has helped with my mindset about life so yeah I think it's really practical and it almost sounds too simple (laughs) it almost sounds too simple but but what can be found what um in in creating those moments you know just that peace that comes the I'm moving from irrational and flooded to hang on uh, I'm I'm going into a creative space now Mm. and the thoughts that come so for me I did that a couple of weeks ago life at work was a little chaotic and out of control making lots of decisions and so my 
my my little out space was to go and ride on a, a do do lawn mowing, but it was fun because it was a ride on. Um, and as I'm doing that, I'm I'm relaxing, but as I uh, just mow on the grass at work, I looked up and and there's there's a rainbow, and in that moment, I'm just reminded about who God is and what that stands for and His promise. And I literally just felt myself sink into, into the seat a little bit further and, and, and peace came. And, um, you know, I, I was reminded as thinking about this, Isaiah 26.3 says, um, God will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is set on him. And it's, and it's bringing our mind back to, um, to who he is, that all our life is in his hands, but, but concentrating on who he is um, and his character. And I just read recently, life... Is best lived uh, looking back, but moving forward. Yeah. And I think in our looking back, we're remembering who he is, what he's done, mm. the times in our life we, we've, yeah. we've known the reality of God because sometimes we don't always know or feel that, mm. but looking back reminds us um, who he is and what he's done for us. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, I like that. And that all just fits into the fact that, you know, when we do take that time out, um, I think sometimes we actually, you know, we don't hear God's word normally day to day. But when we actually stop, um, we actually open ourselves to be able to hear that um, and just be in that space where we can actually hear and actually put it into action. And, you know, I loved what you're saying, you know, putting worship on, just, you know, having that space creating the space because that's what we have trouble doing <laughs> we, we have trouble creating space for ourselves we've got so much in the world happening but we forget about ourselves but so we need to create that space for ourselves which then creates a space for God to do that work mm. that he needs to do in us well, I think it's important, isn't it? Because what, the way we see the world, we see the world with our eyes, but we interpret what we see with our minds. Yes. And if our minds are, are set on a particular bent or trajectory, yeah. everything that we see, it's a bit like the rose-coloured glasses mm. scenario, where everything we see is tainted or tinted that way. And I think we, we have the choice to have our mind either as a, as a thermometer that just reads... Yeah society around us and and the woes and everything that's going on or as a thermostat that actually sets the way that we we see it so we can actually decide to go I'm despite my circumstances despite what everything looks like God has given me the ability to take my thoughts captive to align them with him and to see the world the way that that he does. And, and Adam, you've been reading a book. I know you've got it there, but I'd, I'd love you to talk about that if you wouldn't nice. mind just for yeah. a few minutes. Um, I'm really challenged, um, yeah, in my thinking. And, uh, and this book uh, has been doing the rounds of New Hope. I, I got it um, from a friend uh, who'd got it from a friend. Um, but it's, uh, it's a book by a bloke called uh, Eddie Yaku. Uh, and he was a Holocaust survivor. And I'm not sure if you can see that, um, the title of the book, but he actually refers to himself as the happiest man on earth and, and I'm, I'm trying to juggle those two thoughts together. You're a Holocaust survivor um, yet you refer to yourself as the happiest man on earth and um, this book is so simple yet profound um, in that he deliberately chose to find the joy, yeah. the gratitude, the happiness in life um, and there's some really simple things, thoughts in there. So I recommend the book. Um, but, uh, but he just talks about um, finding the joy, finding someone 
Um, he made it through his the concentration camp uh, because he had one friend, somebody that he walked through life together. And, and, I, and all these things, what I love about it, it echoes scripture. <laughs> Stopping is not a science thought. Um, it's science catching up with what God has put in scripture. Stop, be still. Um, and align our mind with who he is. And we're finding out that science is proving, hey, it actually works. But, but coming back to Eddie is, is just his choice to say, I'm going to find the joy and the happiness, and that's my choice. That's very challenging, isn't it? You think about the, the life he was living yeah. uh, and the circumstances he was in, to actually choose that was probably more work than for us to choose yeah. in this season, Brad? Well, that's the thing is once we choose, that's the hard part. Yeah. It's like anything, conflict, we don't like to do conflict, but once it's on the table, it can be dealt with. And so it's not something, you know, churning up inside us. But when we have that, we when we get on that train track that I spoke about earlier, uh, it's it actually leads us, instead of going to that negative ville, it will take us to positive town, which is where we've got hope. We've got gratitude. We've got happiness. There's joy. It leads us in that path. And I know that, to me, that's more of a carrot than anger and depression. So I want to be, I've heard, I think it's Pastor Chris, I would rather be chronically overjoyed than chronically depressed. So I want to lean into life. And I don't feel way. like God's ever going to say, okay, you're too happy. No. Stop it. You've got too much joy in your life. Just stop it. Um, I don't think he's ever going to say that. Um, any closing thoughts? Oh, closing thoughts. <laughs> anything you'd just like to say in closing? You don't have to, but anything you'd like to say? Yeah, look, it's... Um, I just thought life was probably going to turn a little corner coming into 2022. Um, it wasn't the corner I thought we were going around. <laughs> Um, and, and I think it's really important that we acknowledge that. I, I don't know your situation, but I think many people I'm talking to at the moment, um, just the challenges of life and the overwhelming challenges of life. Um, but, to know, but to know there's hope in it. Um, there's a pathway that we can choose. Um, uh, the power of us together. Um, we need one another and supporting one another. And I love what we're doing as a church. Just that act of given someone a, a free coffee. Um, uh, in my pastoring days, I used to turn up and um, go, what am I going to say to someone? Um, and I didn't really know, didn't have the answers. But almost always I would leave and someone would go, thank you for turning up. And it's, so it's just th those types of things. Let's, let's just keep doing the simple things through this season. Um, and we're going to make it through. We're going to make it through. Absolutely. Life will continue definitely, on. Definitely. Yeah. Brad, anything in closing? Look, I think Adam's really just summed it up quite well. You know, we we aren't just individuals in this journey. Yeah. Mm. Um, we are a community. We mm. do have people around us. So don't just think you're alone out there. Yeah. If you are alone, just open your eyes and actually yeah. look around. There are people there willing to help you in different ways when you're not feeling it. There's there's always support and help there. And, and that's, yeah, that's why I love, you know, the way that yeah. even just practically with the, the yeah. kindness thought with yeah. the, the coffee, you know, just little things like that where we can actually get out and help people. And it's been shown through science and studies as well that you helping other people is actually really good for you. Yeah. And it actually makes you feel yeah. better too. So yeah. I'd encourage you, get out and actually do something for someone else. Yeah. Yeah, like I think that's great. And 
you know, I think the, the main thing we want to take out of today is that this is available to you. You know, yeah. God's Word says that we can renew our mind. We can take our thoughts captive, but we have to intentionally want to do that. I know for yeah. me, the extrovert of the century, when I feel my introvert ways overtaking me. I have to push myself to make that phone call, to make that connection, yeah. to send that text, to connect with someone else because I know that that is where my encouragement will, will come through, the good people who are in my life. I need to make the decision to fill my mind with things that are good and wholesome and life-giving and maybe put my phone down for a while, maybe not read the news for today, just try and fill my life with watch something funny on TV that's going to make me feel a bit happy or just get around some good people. I just want to finish with a couple of questions today just to challenge us as we go out. So what areas of your life have you allowed your thoughts to maybe run away and get a bit lost and you've sat here today and you've thought, I really need to take these thoughts captive. I really need to renew my mind in the way that I'm looking at this particular area of my life. Can I encourage you? Apply the Scripture to it. Apply the Scriptures that we've talked about, the principles that we've talked about today. Apply them to those areas. And I think Adam said in 30 days, 30 days? He saw a marked difference. So commit to 30 days of speaking differently about your life or that area of your life and how you're seeing that life. Get a different perspective on it. Speak differently about it and put the train in your mind on a different set of tracks. Um, so what sort of steps is my next question. What sort of steps can you take today to do that? I mean, I shared mine. Mine was simply to go for a drive at the end of the day and listen to some worship music and and um, really just reconnect with God and the way He sees the world and myself. And Adam talked about doing the 30 days and, and Brad gave some great wisdom. What steps can you take today to renew your mind, to refresh your mind, to take thoughts that are not healthy, captive, and really lean into that thought of God. You know, Jesus came that we would have life to the full, in abundance, till it overflows. That's the kind of life that I want. That's the kind of way I want to think about my life. So what steps can we take, practical steps, to make a difference this week in your life? And, and just as we're finishing up today, 